So 
myself and his son and his daughter, likewise and my mother. They, they initiate contact. We have to keep them off of us, to be quite honest with you, because they are the initiators and we feel their love. We feel their compassion. We feel their, their desire to always just give. They want to just, they want to just a good idea and indicator 
as a hobgoblin feels and thinks about us because that's critical to our worship. How is God thinking about us is critical to the way we worship Him. Uh, number three, we can use all the right techniques and methods. We can have the best possible liturgy, liturgy, but we have not worshipped the Lord until spirit touches spirit. Until God touches the f- and frees our spirit, we cannot enter that realm or this realm. Singing, praying, Praising all may lead to worship, but worship is more than any of them. Our spirit must be ignited by the divine fire. Can you imagine that? Notice what it says here. It is the initiation of God it is the spirit upon spirit. It is my spirit or God's spirit rubbing up against God's goodness rubbing up against God's holiness rubbing up against God's desires rubbing against my spirit that ignites my spirit into worship. And the byproduct of that is singing. The byproduct of that is praising. The byproduct of that is praying. So sometimes we get it all mixed up. We think that that singing and praying and praising is an initiation of our part to God. No, that should all be our response to what God has done. Not the reason we're doing it is to get God to move. It should be that God has moved in my life. God has touched my life. God, full of God's, God's awareness of Him, conscious of Him, knowing that He's with me, knowing that He never leaves me, never forsake me, that causes me to raise up my hands in worship. That causes me to sing when no one's around, when no one, when it's not in a, in a, in concert with other people, 
and it's not because anybody else has seen it, I guess I gotta see, or anybody else is raising their hands, I guess I need to raise my hands too, or everyone else is uh, shouting and hollering, I guess I need to do, no, it, it is the, it is the response of the spirit when that spirit has been touched by God. And no one can tell you or no one can make you. The rest of that is just religious, you know, jogging or religious stuff that we do thinking this is gonna move God. No. God has moved. God is God's already moved. God's already done it. And our response to what he's done is that we lift up holy hands. Our response to what he's done is that we sing. That's why people, you hear people sometimes going down the road this morning when I was coming up to Black Mountain. I, I, I just began to sing, I put on worship music, and then I was going up the road and, 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 and lifting up holy hands and I'm sure the people as I was going by wonder what is that not doing? He's got his one hand, not both hands. I had one hand on the steering wheel and I was lifting up that one. In worship to God because I was full of what he has done in my life. It was response to his goodness, not a desire to get him to do something. Now, I hope that makes sense to you. Number four, we are encouraged in this perception and we realize that nowhere does the New Testament prescribe a particular form of worship. When spirit touches spirit, the issue of form is wholly secondary. In other words, you can't tell me and I can't tell you what you're going to do when the Spirit of God rubs up against you. Sometimes we think that this is the patented way of worshiping. Like, here's how you worship. No, you worship the way you would worship if the Spirit of God touches you. How does He touch you? 